Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome in, everybody, and happy holidays to one and all here. Um, welcome to the Landry Football Podcast. I am Chris Landry, a weekly look at football from a unique scouting and coaching perspective. We're going to get into a few things today. We want to thank our great sponsors, uh, Truebill um, and MyPillow. we got a lot to get to today. We'll tell you more about those fine folks. We're going to talk a little bit about the transfer portal, kind of how it's changed college football, what it's really meant, and um, the top-ranked players in the portal at this point. I'm going to talk about some draft prospects to watch if you're watching the the, uh, FCS playoffs. Uh, We're going to tell you about some of the top FCS programs um, that are um, what what is um, taking place there, take a look at some of those players. We're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, the NFL power rankings, kind of where things are shaping up at this point. We have uh, time permitting. We're going to get in, into understanding a little bit about the cover two defense, the principles um, uh, with the with running that defense. Um, so a lot to get to today uh, and break down some of the games. But we're going to certainly start off with uh, kind of a, a reset and a look at Folks, we or thought we were, at least I thought we were, um, you know, over the whole COVID situation and maybe being naive, uh, hope that it wasn't going to have the effect that um, uh, that it, it had with us last year. But we are, anybody that's following um, what's going on in the world of sports, which starting to have an effect and starting to have an effect and certainly football with the NFL action. Um, we have had an unusual week where we have had games uh, we, as we're doing this show live on Wednesday, we will not have a game on Wednesday in the NFL. Uh, we've just got one bowl game tonight. Um, but uh, we've had a game pretty much every other, every, every other day. And uh, we're now having a situation where a team like the Cleveland Browns, we're playing on Tuesday night, Tuesday afternoon, to be more specific. Got to turn around and, and got to play on uh, Saturday. Um, it is very chaotic. It's very frustrating. Certainly, we understand and respect what's going on in the world, but uh, it is certainly having an effect. Texas A&M announcing that uh, they're not going to play. They don't have enough eligible players. They're not going to play in the Gator Bowl. Um 
So it is it is becoming a bigger issue, and don't know what to make of it. Quite frankly, um, don't know where we're we're headed towards. Um, maybe more bowl games. Let me address this. I do believe there should be. I'm very confident in saying this that the NFL they've obviously taken some proactive measures to try to make sure that it doesn't cost them any playoff games or we don't have the playoffs compromised significantly. That's one. Two, I think we're going to have, hope that we're going to have strong plans and resources put in place where the four teams that are in the playoffs, the college football playoffs, don't have to go through any cancellations uh, it would be an absolute disaster to have any of those games canceled. Uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, we certainly, over at Alabama, um, Doug Marone, Bill O'Brien have tested positive for COVID. They expected to coach in the game, but we don't know. We don't know for certain what's, uh, what's going to play out. I think that there is a positive is that everyone is – experienced with this. They understand how to deal with it. The Zoom meetings, the social distancing, all the things that have been in place for all of last year continue to be in place. So you just just have a fallback measure there. Um, So wanted to get into that. I wanted to talk about a little bit of the transfer portal as a lot of people are talking a great deal about how the transfer portal has created a lot of changes. And if you look at the programs that have had some success, Michigan State, Arkansas, I think Utah State recently played in the bowl game. A lot of people now are using the transfer portal in college very much like um, college free agency. And that's exactly what it is. And we have to look at it. You've heard me go on and on about how the calendar is not real good in college football, but the importance of being able to take the transfer portal and the use of it as college free agency and make that um, a viable way that you build a team or at least augment your team. Um, It is changing quite a bit. And I want to take a little bit of a look at the transfer portal, some of the better players in the portal, and how people are using it um, to their benefit. Uh, Probably the top one was Quinn Ewers, the quarterback um, that has left Ohio State, has gone to Texas. Eli Ricks, an elite corner from LSU that's gone to Alabama. Uh, Jameer Gibbs yesterday announced outstanding running backs at uh, Georgia Tech is also going to Alabama. Now, Zach Evans leaving TCU, uh, new co- uh, coaching change there. Where is he going to go? We shall see. Uh, hasn't decided yet. King Galicio Mata, an offensive tackle from uh, Oregon, headed to BYU. Dylan Gabriel, uh, fine young quarterback at Central Florida, going to UCLA. Uh, Jadon Hazelwood, uh, receiver, Oklahoma, going to Arkansas. Um, Jared Verse, 
edge rusher. I think one of the best edge rushers that um, is uh, out there. We're going to see where he may end up. Miles Frazier from FIU going to LSU, an offensive tackle that I think can help them quite a bit. Spencer Rattler, as you know by now, is headed uh, to South Carolina. He from Oklahoma, Max Johnson, leaving LSU to go to Texas A&M. There is good, one of, I think, the best interior offensive linemen. Victor Olawanami uh, going to Michigan from Virginia. Marcus Banks, a corner. Uh, Alabama losing Marcus uh, going to Mississippi State. Tyon Evans, running back from uh, Tennessee going to Louisville. August uh, Austin Stogner, the tight end. Uh, same as Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma teams going to South Carolina. Sean Chivers, an athlete that's gone from Auburn to Indiana. Most people are wondering, what about uh, Bigsby from Auburn? Where is he gone? He's staying at Auburn. Uh, I know that it was kind of announced in the media that he was leaving. He is staying. So we're going to have updated list over at LandryFootball.com of where these guys are going, who the best players are, and keep you up to date. So we want you to keep update with that, and we're going to want to give you the updates over at LandryFootball.com. A reminder that we've got a holiday special going on at LandryFootball.com. Great holiday gift for yourself or a member of your family. Um, Take advantage of it. Great holiday gift. Very simple. Go in there, sign their name up, email, pay with a credit card, PayPal, whatever you want. I try it out for give them a year membership. What a great gift for them. It's right in the, the neighborhood of which you'd like to pay for for a gift. Very, very affordable. Uh, if you want to try it for yourself, try it out for a month, three months, whatever the case may be uh, for yourself or a loved one. It's a great way to give the gift of football all year long. What's going on at LandryFootball.com? The bowl breakdowns each and every game taken inside the film room. Uh, the news and notes from the transfer portal. Recruiting the early signing window is, is over, but we've got the second window that's still there. Uh, obviously, all the draft stuff starting to percolate and get that out there for you. All the NFL breakdowns, all the games, stretch run. It's playoff time in the NFL, folks. Yeah, we have not reached playoffs, but trust me, it's playoff time with the last three weeks of the NFL season taking you into the playoffs. The games feel much like playoffs. So we've got all of that covered for you. All the news, notes, inside information, scouting, coaching, analysis, all year long at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of that today. Um, We also wanted to talk a little bit about some of the players, along with the bowl games, and we've got all the bowl previews out there, and you can get a feel for who the prospects are, the the best players to watch. But a lot of you will watch the FCS playoffs, and some of you have asked in question form. And by the way, if you've got a comment or question, join us here in the chat room. Um, you know, what what are the small college players that are guys that you should watch? Um, and and so I'm going to give you some names that I think you should keep an eye out on and remember uh, for. Uh, this year's draft class that uh, I think you're going to want to know. Troy Anderson, the senior linebacker from Montana State, is really versatile. He's a former dual-threat quarterback. He's um, he's played a lot on the defensive side. Uh, he's a standout backer. He's played multiple positions. Uh, very, very productive player. 
the quarterback from Eastern Washington, uh, Eric Berry, uh, is is really mobile. Um, uh, he's a good dual threat guy. I think he's very bright. I think he gets the ball out on time. Um, I thought he did uh, did a really good job, and I think he's someone that you need to keep an eye out on. Nichols State University in Thibodeau, Louisiana. He's got a couple of got a really good young running back that will tell you about going forward as a freshman. But Dajon Dixon, the receiver there, has got really good size, and he's coming off a very productive season. Um, you know, he caught 71 balls, eight touchdowns, and he's really one of the best receivers in the FCS. Uh, 4,000 uh, career receiving yards, just really, really outstanding. Kobe Durant, the corner from South Carolina State, is another guy to keep an eye out for. You probably saw him against um, Dion's team uh, on Saturday um, uh, in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, he is really athletic. Um, it's really good year for him, and he's been very, very productive. So um, you got some good players that come out of the FCS. If you think about it, Cooper Cup, who's really lightening up for the Rams out of Eastern Washington, has done a really good job. David Johnson had some success coming out of Northern Iowa. Trey Lance, you know, a uh, very high pick there on um, for for the Niners. Uh, James Robinson, the running back at Illinois State, had really good career. Darius Leonard, the linebacker from South Carolina State, the aforementioned South Carolina State, uh, outstanding. Some other guys to keep an eye out on coming up into the future. And I know we'll get into this more towards the next year, but keep an eye out, young guys, for next year. A quarterback at Northern Arizona by the name of R.J. Martinez, a freshman, uh, really athletic guy, and I think he's got a lot of ability. Um, he played in Texas high school football and broke a lot of Kyler Murray and Johnny Manziel's records. He's the big sky freshman of the year, really, really good player. Northern Colorado's got an edge rusher by the name of David Hogg, a sophomore. That's really good. He's got good pass rush speed. Keep an eye out on him. Central Arkansas has got a wide receiver named Tyler Hudson. Uh, really good downfield playmaker. Um, uh, he's really impressive. Houston Baptist has a freshman linebacker by the name of Rodney Dansby. Very, very good. Um, good tackler. Uh, very uh, athletic, athletic player. So those are some guys to keep in mind. And, um, We'll uh, certainly keep you up to date on where those uh, guys um, are progressing. You know, I, I tell people all the time, small college level, there's a lot of good players, and there still are at the FCS level, Division Two, even Division Three. The FCS level is um, is good. Uh, it always has been good. Probably to some degree now, it's not as deep as it used to be before integration. I tell a story and it, it came to my mind last night is watching the Eagles and the Redskins as one of the two NFL games. One of the things that um, happened was the uh, Harold Carmichael received his Hall of Fame ring. And I can remember as a relatively young uh, fellow, uh, one of my influences in my coaching career as a youngster was a great uncle of mine who was a very successful high school coach in Louisiana. And I kind of got started there as a very young age, as a, as a little, little guy. 
helping him on Saturday mornings when he'd break down tape. I uh, was there to really help and do a multitude of things. I showed up mainly because he, uh, Uncle Leo, brought um, chocolate-covered donuts every every Saturday. So that uh, that got me excited about going there every Saturday. But I go to the games on Friday night, and on Saturday morning, there literally was the film breakdown. And it was literally filmed then. You didn't have video. And so I learned at a pretty young age. At, at the beginning, I didn't help with the film because literally you would cut and splice tape with a razor, a straight razor. And I wasn't allowed to use that. I was a kid. But I was there to help. And what I did was my uncle didn't like to, he'd like to watch the tape and he didn't care to stop and write it. So he would tell me. And so I would sit there and learn in a chart that he had, I would write it in uh, sometimes in my uh, young handwriting into the formation and everything that he told me. And it's one of the things that I learned. Well, one of the things that he did, we'd go to uh, some college games and college practices. And we'd go to a lot of LSU games. I went to all the LSU games with my parents and he would be there a lot. Um, but we'd go to some other games and go to some practices. Sometimes LSU practices when Coach McClendon was there and others in the area. Um, but one of the practices we go to, and the reason why I'm getting to this story, is um, Southern University in North Baton Rouge. Um, one of the more prominent, um, you know, uh, historically black colleges had a lot of good players over their time. And in this particular time frame, which would have been like 1969, um, my uncle uh, takes me to a practice and we're at Southern and I'm watching this practice on a, on a field that wasn't really good. Wasn't as it got towards the end of the practice, it was late fall. And um, it, it's kind of, dark. I mean, the lights weren't real good, a lot of missing lights and whatnot, but we're sitting there watching. I'm, I'm standing on the sidelines watching practice with it. And I'm watching this unbelievable receiver and this unbelievable cornerback going on. Well, first of all, they were scrimmaging and they were running a lot of one-on-one -on -one drills and they were gone after it, folks. I mean, just left and right, gone after it going after it like and I just remember saying my god these guys are phenomenal and um the two players that I happened to be looking at and I asked my uncle who, who are they they were the receiver was none other than Harold Carmichael who uh grew up in Jacksonville Florida went to William Raines High School big Jacksonville Raines big big known high school uh, he was a walk-on at Southern University. He threw the javelin and played basketball and played a little football, walked on as a football player at Southern. The defensive back, the corner he was going up against, was none other. And by the way, Harold Carmichael was 6'8", 235. He's going up against a corner in 1969. He's 6'3", 225. He's a young guy from Lyons High School in Lyons, Georgia. Mel Blunt. 
That's right. At the FCS level, historically black college, Harold Carmichael against Mel Blunt on the same practice field. Both of them are pro football Hall of Famers. I mean, they changed the rule in the and a rule in the NFL because of Mel Blunt. And Harold Carmichael was, I mean, six eight. I mean, they didn't know what to really do with him. They moved him to tight end, moved him back to receiver, split him up. Anyway, um, Mel was the third round pick, the fifty third pick in the nineteen seventy draft um, by the Steelers. Uh, Mel was drafted in seventy one in the seventh round, like the 161st pick. So anyway, I bring that out to mention that there was a lot more players back then, really pre-integration where you didn't have a lot of black players that that couldn't go to bigger time schools. And then the recruiting was very rudimentary then. So when we talk a lot about recruiting in the draft, it's a lot more sophisticated today, a lot more information. We're in the information age. And obviously, the HBCUs are getting a lot of play. We talked about it last week on last week's show. It was early signing day, and we talked about the hullabaloo with Deion Sanders and and signing a an elite prospect. But the reality is, the HBCUs have seen less and less players coming through their um, the programs because you've got bigger all the bigger schools of course, are, are allowing black players. No, it sounds funny, but for those of you that are in my age group growing up, players in the Deep South in the 60s, they had to go to black, historically black colleges. That's why Grambling had all those first-round picks. I mean, it was like Grambling and USC. I mean, it was like they had more first-round. Why? Because those great players were going there. Uh, Bubba Smith grew up in Texas, wanted to be a Longhorn, but like, Dow Royal wanted to take him, but he says the school wasn't ready to have you. So he went to Michigan State. Minnesota had like seven, five national championships, mainly with uh, Bernie Beerman and, and Murray Warmeth recruiting the black athletes from the South that couldn't go to school there. So there's a lot of good players, but it was a reminder, and, and Harold is, I think, 72, got his Hall of Fame ring last night. And so it brought back memories that didn't seem very long ago. But as I'm getting older and we're getting near the holidays, it th- makes you think. And my parents are no longer with us. And obviously my great uncle is no longer with us. But um, thinking back and harboring back to those days, how how things were quite a bit different. There still are good players at small colleges, and we like to keep you up to, to date with that. Folks, I want to tell you, and we've got some good questions coming up uh, in the chat room, we'll certainly get to. But I want to tell you about my good friends at uh, Truebill. Um, do you know why free trial renewals renew without consent? I can tell you why. It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill today to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or just simply forget about. On average, people save up to $720 a year on Truebill, with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. 
simply uh, easy to do. Um, and to your true bill, concierge is there to help you when you need them to cancel unwarranted subscription so you don't have to worry about doing it. So it's really a good service. I love Truebill. They've saved me hundreds of dollars on things that I didn't realize that were coming up for renewal or wedding renewal. I use Truebill, and I recommend that you do as well. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save a combined over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who sent in and said, it's in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill, saved $120 on the year for my Sirius XM bill, and saved $840 a year on my car insurance. Folks, don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash Landry. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash Landry, all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y. It could save you thousands a year. Um, I want to get into a little bit of kind of how uh, things are looking overall in the league in terms of power rankings and way things are looking. I keep getting asked about um, where things are headed. <clears throat> We're down to the stretch. Uh, who's looking like what? And again, continue to bring your comments and questions in the chat room. I'll get to them in the mailbag segment. You know, it's getting tougher and tougher to identify the consistency level. I, th- I think one thing that's judging out is when I look, watch all the games and then I go back and look at the tape is that there's a, there's a competitiveness or a lack of elite qualities that may make this very interesting playoffs. I, we've got three weeks left, but I don't see the dominant teams. I would say that I would put the Packers one. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing in an elite level. Okay. But their special teams are a problem. They were very fortunate to beat a Ravens team last week that was loaded with injuries, quarterback corner, lots of untimely penalties in the defense. While times look formidable times, they let them down. They're maybe the team to beat in the NFC because with the Bucks lost to the Saints, the probability now is that it goes through, the NFC goes through Lambeau, which certainly makes them a favorite. In the NFC, and the AFC rather, it's Kansas City right now. But they don't look dominant. But they look like the most complete. New England, same thing, lost to Indianapolis last week. If it goes through Arrowhead, big advantage. Look, they are more patient on offense. They figured it out run the football, play to their defense a little bit better. They've done a nice job. Um, I still think they're the most complete team in the AFC, but not dominant. I don't trust the Cowboys. I do think the Bucs are very capable. But on the road in Lambeau, going to be more difficult. I don't trust the consistency of the Rams, but but maybe they figure some things out. We'll see. I think we've seen the Cardinals be really inconsistent. Um, the Patriots are a good regular season team that I think has kind of hit their ceiling. I don't can't sit here and tell you that I trust the Colts as much as I was impressed with what they did. I just can't really 
trust them. I don't. I don't trust the Bills. I mean, who in the AFC do you trust? I mean, the closest thing would be Kansas City. Yet, if it's not Kansas City, it's going to be somebody that's just maybe getting hot in the playoffs. But right now, I'm not seeing it. Um, I think the Colts and the Niners are two teams to watch that may be, they won't, in my opinion, be threats to go all the way, but they could be the toughest threats to maybe upset somebody in the playoffs. But I think it's going to be, listen, I don't trust the Bengals or the Ravens or the Steelers. The Chargers are a talented team. Do I trust them? No. Do I think they could go on a stretch? Yeah, but do I trust them? No. Um, But that's kind of how I'm seeing it right now. Some of the the key matchups, obviously, this week is um, it is playoff time. Thursday, San Francisco, Tennessee, big game for both of those teams. Cleveland has basically played their way out of it. It's a desperation game. Green Bay can't afford to drop it at home. That's a Christmas afternoon game. Talk about a big game. Indianapolis and the Cardinals on Christmas night. How big is that in Glendale? The cards are really struggling now, and they've gone from the number one seed to the four seed in two weeks. Um, on Sunday, we've got Baltimore-Cincinnati division title, Buffalo uh, in the, in, over there, as well as in the AFC Buffalo and um, in New England, the AFC East. The Rams in Minnesota um, going to be featuring that as well. Kansas City uh, holding up against Pittsburgh. Can they get back healthy? And so we've got an um, interesting matchup. The Dolphins are playing better, but it, you're starting to look and see not many teams have been eliminated thus far in in the playoffs. A lot of teams still alive. That's what the league wants. Added an extra team, play mostly division games at the end of the schedule. They've got it figured out. We've got the, the playoffs have started. It's just it's the playoffs to get into the playoffs so to speak, in the the NFL. So we're going to be breaking down all of those games. We've got some big game matchups. We're going to get into that uh, here in a little bit. That's kind of the power rankings. We're going to go into a little bit more details of the games uh, um, a little bit. I want to talk um, a little bit of um, the cover two because I get asked this a bunch. And let's talk a little bit about kind of what the cover two defense is. And I think you kind of know what it is, but maybe get some of the details um, that I think are a lot of fun that maybe you can maybe uh, gather something from. Why is it called cover two? I mean, there are a lot of reasons why things are done. Some of it is a great story. Some of it, not a whole lot. But cover two gets his name the same way a majority of the coverages are named, based on the number of defensive backs covering the third level of the field. So cover two utilizes two defensive backs on the third level, splitting the field. So cover two, split safeties. You hear me talk about that. I kind of grew up calling it split safeties. With each safety, the primary defensive back used on on the third level of the coverage responsible for, for, for half of the third level. Each safety needs to cover approximately 26 yards or half the distance between each team's sidelines. Um. Cover two is primarily used as a zone coverage, but it has multiple variations. The most common variation is four pass rushers, five defenders covering the second level, and two defenders covering the third level, as I mentioned. Uh, which pos- uh, which positions um, cover which zone 
in this scheme varies based on the personnel, but can be the great thing about cover two and why it's so commonly played is it can be played in all packages, the three, four, the four, three, the dime, the nickel, six defensive backs, five defensive backs, et cetera. The coverage is designed to take away the short passing game. The defense is trying to keep everything in front of them in this type of coverage, playing from high to low. Cover two is reliant upon forcing receivers routes to the middle of the field and watching the quarterback's eyes. Uh, The three coverage defenders in the middle of the field and the third level safeties follow the quarterback's eyes and cheat to the direction he is looking. Cornerbacks are assigned to funnel receivers inside the numbers where their help is. When this doesn't happen, cover two incorporates uh, elements of 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 man coverage. So you hear a lot of two deep man coverage. So you can have if a team's outside receivers beat the cornerbacks outside shoulder and starts running outside the numbers, the cornerbacks will need to follow the receiver to help the safety to their half. So you've got responsibility to funnel them inside. If he beats you outside off the snap, you got to run with them to funnel them down. If the corner fails to follow the receiver, there's going to be a gap left between the safety and the cornerback. That is huge. So um, you've got to be careful. Now, with a Tampa 2 defense is a variant of the cover 2, with the main difference being the depth of the Mike Backer. The Mike Backer continues to drop a little deeper than his usual depth in the base cover two and allowing him to bridge that gap between the middle of the second, and the third levels of the defense. So the, the Mike backer needs to be really athletic, really intelligent. Um, you know, Luke Kuechly is one of the best in most recent years uh, of doing that effectively, but you still see a lot of people getting depth and in, in uh, with their linebacker in the Tampa two. So how the players align. In cover two, the corners are assigned to cover the flat, the middle three defenders, the will backer, the nickel, and the Mike and the Sam are assigned. Now, the will or the the it's either a will, which is the nickel or a nickel, whether you, the will or the nickel. So you could have a nickel guy in playing will. You got a Mike and a Sam. They're assigned to cover the hook to the curl, and the two deep safeties are assigned to split the third level of the field which is the deep half. The corners are aligned on the outside shoulder of the receivers. Why? Because they got to funnel them inside, right? You don't want to get beat to the outside. And they can play either press man or off coverage, but they need to keep their receivers to the inside. The middle three defenders can be aligned in their normally uh, assigned gaps, but if there are slot receivers, they can split out wide over the slot Um on the slots inside shoulders. The middle three defenders much watch the quarterback and try to keep the receivers in front of them. Look for the quick routes. The two deep safeties aligned a few yards inside the numbers and are responsible for anything that gets past the corners or the middle three defenders. So um, this year, for example, um, the Falcons, uh, the Texans, and the Chiefs um, – play the most percentage of cover two this year. Um, Houston Atlanta ranked in the bottom five in points allowed, um, but the Chiefs do a really good job with that. So those are some thoughts that we had a question that was brought in, and so I just made it a topic that I thought would be really good to get into today that um, I think could help you understand a little bit more 
uh, about the the principles of in the cover too. Um, <clears throat> let's get into uh, some bowl games this week. Going to get to some of your questions. I see you there, Brandon and Rich. Uh, bring your questions as well into the chat room, and we'll get to them here in the mailbag segment. So, in this week's bowl matchups that are most intriguing, well, let me just run them down for you. On Wednesday night, we got Army Missouri in the Armed Forces Bowl. Always look at the teams, the uh, the academy, service academy teams, usually motivated and well-prepared in bowl games. Missouri couldn't stop the run all year. This might be a tough game for them. Thursday night, how about Florida, Central Florida? What's Florida's motivation going to be? Central Florida, you know, is going to be highly motivated. They hadn't played in a while. Uh, Friday night, Hawaii, Memphis, that's Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, uh, we've got two NFL games. We've got the Camellia Bowl, Ball State and Georgia State. Monday, we've got the Quick Lane Bowl, Nevada and Western Michigan uh, at 10 a.m. on Monday the 27th. And then um, the Military Bowl, which is Boston College in East Carolina at 1.30 Central Time on Monday. Tuesday the 28th, um, the Birmingham Bowl. Auburn, Houston at 11 a.m. Air Force, Louisville at 2.15. Maybe the most intriguing game of that day is the 5.45 p.m. start central time. Mississippi State and Texas Tech. Mike Leach going up against his former team. You know he's going to be motivated like Mississippi State in that game. NC State, UCLA, Minnesota, West Virginia. Uh, And then Wednesday when we come back and meet with you, completed will have been the SMU Virginia games, the Maryland Virginia tech game, uh, Clemson and Iowa state are going to be playing in Oklahoma and Oregon. So we are looking at possibility of doing an earlier show next, um, next Wednesday morning. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, so we'll do it, maybe drop it before the games is I've got some duties while the games are going on. And then of course, when we come back next week, we're going to focus a lot of the show on um, the the playoff games is the two playoff games are Friday, December 31st, Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. Um, as I mentioned, AM is not going to be playing in the Gator Bowl. Uh, we'll see what happens in, in terms of getting a partner or a opponent for Wake Forest, rather, uh, next Friday. We'll also take a look uh, at some of the other games that are going on on Saturday, January 1st, Iowa, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. But we'll get into the details of those games. For Before we meet you again, I do think a little bit of Auburn has had a lot of changeovers. But one of the things that jumps out at me in the Birmingham Bowl with Auburn in Houston is the fact that Auburn-Houston looks like maybe a closer game. Auburn is quite a bit better. Houston's not played a difficult schedule. Um, I mentioned I like Mississippi State a lot against Texas Tech because I know how uh, motivated Mike Leach is going to be to win that game. Uh, Oklahoma-Oregon is going to be interesting in a matchup of two teams with coaches that are moving on. A lot of players are going to be missing in this game. Man, just so many. Oregon's going to be without um, more players, and I would give them a little bit of an edge there. So that's a look there. Um, want to tell you about my good friends at my pillow and y'all have helped the 
great Mike Lindell build the MyPillow into an incredible company that it is today and uh, have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's now changing the game with a six-piece towel set. Um, it's made from USA cotton. It's extremely absorbent, yet it's still providing the soft feel that you look for in the towel. When I took a look at this, I said, towels, who the hell cares about a towel? Man, I'm a guy. You go take a shower. A towel's a towel. Man, I, I was really shy. I mean, I usually get the inexpensive ones and wear them, whatever. I tell you, you don't know what you're missing until you try something that's really this good. So they got, they send me the, the two of the different sizes, the little washcloths, the two hand ones, and the two big ones. Man, are they phenomenal how they're absorbent. They're great. Um, they've got the, the pattern that I got. They retail. You go into these really nice stores, they retail. The good ones like this, over 100 bucks. You can get this now, $39.99. And all you got to do is go to MyPillow.com. Better yet, give them a call, 1-800-659-2338. And enter the promo code LANDRY, L-A-N-D-R-Y, just like with Truebill, L-A-N-D-R-Y. Great gift, um, last-minute gift, get it in. Who doesn't use towels? Great towel, great gift, great price. Take advantage Great folks at my pillow. Before we end up with the mailbag, let's talk a little bit about some of the key games this week and kind of how I'm thinking about them. So Thursday night, we've got the Niners in Tennessee. Niners are playing well. They've won five of their last six. Um, they're five and one against the spread. The Titans have had a hard time watching them and turning the football over. The ball security issues are a big problem right now. They've got um, four more giveaways in three of their last four games, and it's a major reason why they blew the lead um, in Pittsburgh last week. So, um, you know, I kind of like San Francisco in a close one here. Green Bay, Cleveland, Cleveland's about done. I mean, I think that their last week was very, very difficult. They're traveling on a short rest. I mean, with all the stuff they've dealt with, with guys that are, uh, coaches and players that were out, they go from a Tuesday game to a Saturday game. It's just, it's an absolute mess. Um, they lost to the Raiders, of course. They're without 16 players and coaches. They're top two quarterbacks. Uh, now on the outside looking in with the playoffs. Just, you know, I mean, I thought they could be a real factor. Things have gone kaput, and they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I don't like their chances against Aaron Rodgers. This is the type of game that the Packers win. They take care of business. I think they get it done. Uh, Christmas night, Indianapolis, Arizona, as I mentioned. This should be a really good one. Um, how the Cardinals respond? We wondered, okay, how are things going to play out with them? I mean, they've gone from the number one seed, and everything's going to go through Glendale, to now they're the fourth seed in the last two weeks. Indy is 8-3 and three straight up against the spread. Um, and they could have won all 11 of them. So they're they're playing with a lot of confidence. I like them here a little bit. I think Tampa will respond. I think Philly, obviously, in a short week against the Giants, look out there. Chargers should take care of business against Houston. Atlanta's playing uh, better football than they get credit for. They didn't do a good job against the Niners, but got Detroit this week. Baltimore, Cincinnati. I like the Ravens here. Um, they played well shorthanded last week. Uh, each of their last five games have been decided by six points or less. 
Um, they've lost three straight games due to basically the missed two-point conversion attempts. Um, they were shorthanded, as I mentioned, played well. Uh, they they lost to the Bengals' revenge game um, in Cincinnati. They're leading the division. This is a prove-it-to-me game. Cincinnati, can you handle prosperity? When we start talking you up as a serious division contender, you laid an egg against the Jets. What are you going to do now? Now you got the team that you got to beat and you got to take care of business. Do you take care of business? We'll see in this game. Like Baltimore here, the Rams, Minnesota, um, the Rams at playoff started today. The Rams would be a five seed. They're playing better. I think they're better than Minnesota. I think they probably get it done here. Um, but I do think um, Minnesota keeps it close. So if you're kind of liking the teaser option here, uh, I think Minnesota is something you might want to consider because at eight points, you maybe can tease it a little bit. Minnesota is going to keep this game close. Like the Jets against Jacksonville. New England-Buffalo, how's that going to go? It's the rematch of the Monday night game with all the run, with all the runs and all the win. Uh, the Pats' uh, seven-game win streak and cover streak came to an end on Saturday against the Colts. The Bills are just hanging on to the seventh seed in the AFC right now. Um, that's been a disappointing year for them. The Pats actually have a losing record at home. They're at home here. I kind of like Buffalo to maybe respond, although, boy, counting out New England lose twice is tough. I say it's a close game. Stay away from it, I think. But I think it's a one- to three-point game either way. Seattle, I think, rebounds uh, at Chicago. Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Kansas City's won seven straight. Uh, but remember, even though it looks like a lock here that they beat Pittsburgh at home, we don't know. We'll keep you up to date on LandryFootball.com on the COVID status of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's going to be a big factor. So make sure you know what's going on there before you bet that. Miami, New Orleans is going to be interesting. The Dolphins have won six straight. They um, have held five of their last six opponents to 17 points or less. They're getting it done with defense. You know, this Saints offense has not been all that good. After a great performance against Tampa, this has been kind of the M.O. of the Saints. Win big, lose big. Maybe this is a moment where they'll lose big. We'll we'll see here. All right. um, Let's take a look at um, what you've got. Coming from the mailback segment, Brandon, happy holidays. Crick, what are your thoughts on Damian Pierce running back from Florida? Seeing they have low, low miles on him. He does. I uh, love that picture of you, by the way, in the boat catching a fish. Good job there. I do. I think Pierce has got some ability, and he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. I think he's got some good football ahead of him. I'm curious to see how he develops. Rich Coates, Chris, uh, as recruiting goes, what are some of the top high schools in Louisiana where you're from, that college coaches would go to. Oh, my goodness. That's too many, Rich. There's there's so many. Um, there's First of all, you got to break them down into regions. So you can go to, like, Catholic High and University High in the Baton Rouge area. Then in New Orleans, you got to go to, like, the outskirts of New Orleans. You go to, like, the Shaw High School and John Curtis High School. And then, um, you know, uh, you've, you've got – uh, a lot of the inner city New Orleans schools that are big, but then you got to go Southwest 
and you've got Karen Crow and in the southwest part of the state and La- Lake Charles and Lafayette. Then you go to the middle part of the state, Alexandria, Ash High School, Alexandria High School. Then you go to North Louisiana, where you got Monroe and Shreveport and Ruston and and Neville High School. I mean, they're just loaded, just all over the place. And high school football is very, very good in the state of Louisiana in every region. There's not a region where it's not good. They're all good. But, you know, and it's like you, you recruit the state, the overall numbers are not as good as, say, like Georgia, but the quality is just really, really good. You just may not have overall numbers to get what you want at some of the bigger ones, but those are some of the ones, not a complete list by any means, uh, in the state by region. Uh, on the two-point conversion play, Rich Coates again says, on the two-point conversion play of the Ravens, could Tyler Huntley hold on to the ball just a tad bit of that play that had Marquise Brown open? The back of the end zone instead of throwing it to Mark Andrews and the Packers knew they were sitting on despite the fact that he was out after one play. Here's the problem with the whole play design of that two-point conversion. Everybody says he took away half of the field. Incorrect. That play took away two-thirds of the field. Yeah, he could have held on to it a little bit, but, you know, there's a run option, which is probably not good. Uh, it's difficult to throw back against the grain. It was clearly designed for Mark. I, I think it's one of the difficulties. I'm a big believer. People do the rollout. For me, the rollout, I I think on a rollout, the the main read, the first read has to be to run it in from the quarterback position. And you only throw it. If they come and bite up and you got a guy that's wide open, I say you run it. I think you got a better chance there, per- particularly if you've got a mobile athletic quarterback and 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 I think you've you've got maybe some concerns about throwing it tight windows. Uh, that's what I would do. Now the the better play to me is to run a drop back and you have quarterback draw as an option, or you got the whole field to throw it to. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to work it how they did it. So going for it for two is one thing, but the play call there was quite another. What was your scouting evaluation of Dante Culpepper coming out of Central Florida? I was, I had a decent grade, but I wasn't as high on him as others. John Abraham out of South Carolina had a very high grade on John Abraham. Mike Pike out of Georgia Tech passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know what? I miss that, Rich. Um, I miss Mike Pike passing away. Um, man, that's tough. Um, you know, Mike um, I, I had a, a five nine grade on him. I had a had a uh, had a third round grade on him. Um, I believe. Sorry to hear about that. I appreciate you. You know, let me know that I did not hear that. So. Uh, yeah, it's time of the year that uh, you want to uh, – we've had tough situation. Um, a young athlete in Georgia, high school kid that was being highly recruited, um, I'm sure you read and heard about, went in for shoulder surgery, had complications, and uh, just prayers to the family. A very, very difficult situation to deal with to deal with that and i don't know it's the time of the year where we get all nostalgic and appreciate the loved ones that you have um i know as i get older you know you're not promised tomorrow you don't know what tomorrow brings 
And so we certainly wish and hope for the best uh, for you and your loved ones this holiday season. Uh, grab them, hold them, love them, um, and don't be afraid to tell them you love them. And look, I, I want to tell you how much I love and appreciate every one of you that listen and support this show. Um, I know there's not the, the, the close to close face to face friendship that maybe you would see, but it's one of the, there's a lot of negatives about the social media and the interactive media that we have today. This is the great thing is to get to know fine folks like you that can participate in the show and talk and, you know, share. And I just think that's wonderful. And, you know, growing up, you, you never really interacted with fans and you, you didn't have the means to do it, to the know-how to do it, to be able to do that in this day and age is really one of the true blessings. So in the time of the year where it's time to count your blessings, I want to say a, a very, very, uh, heartfelt, um, thank you to all of you and counting my blessings that I have you in my life. So appreciate uh, those blessings. And again, I hope every one of you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Happy Holidays. And we'll be back next week to wish you a Happy New Year. But if you're not with us, Happy New Year for that. And um, with that, uh, again, be safe if you're traveling during this holiday season. Uh, We're going to be working, obviously, kind of mixed up with my schedule, behind on things because the NFL season is just kind of it's it's extended, obviously, not only just Monday with more games and then Tuesday, it's made it like one big week here. So we're it's a blessing to have all of that. But working through all of that, hoping for good things health wise. We know there's a lot of negativity and health. Be safe Do whatever you feel necessary to keep you and your family safe and join us over at LandryFootball.com. You want to help us out? Um you know, go to my pillow and uh, call 1-800-659-2338 and use the promo code Landry. Get yourself a great product and put the code. That'll help us. And certainly we think Truebill is a great service that can help you save you money. So uh, go to uh, truebill.com slash Landry. And uh, that's all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y. That will certainly help promote what we do. And it'll help you at allow you to cancel your unwanted subscriptions. They'll do it for you. Well worth it. So you'll save a lot of money on both. So that's the way you can help support us as well as joining us at LandryFootball.com. If you're not a member of LandryFootball.com, we appreciate if you would uh, give us a try, try us out for a month, three months, a year. Got a lot of good things going on. Obviously, the breakdowns of all the games with the playoffs, uh, the rest of the college bowl games, the playoffs there, recruiting, the draft, uh, a lot of things we're trying to look to get better with. We're really excited. We're doing this podcast. We'll continue to do this one, and we're looking to grow and get better to spend even more time to provide you the things that are unique uh, for in your enjoyment of the game of football, college, pro, and what have you. We appreciate um, the Zazbeer. I think that's how you pronounce it for joining us. He just says hello, joining us. But we really appreciate you, sir, joining us and invite you to join us each and every week at the same time. Uh, we might look at, we certainly would like your feedback. We're probably going to keep it for the time being, uh, doing this show live at 5 p.m. Central on Wednesdays. We consider maybe moving it to a different time, but we'll see. Um, how this maybe fits and we'll adjust uh, accordingly. But we appreciate 
you, Rich Coach, and Brandon Sanders, and uh, the Zabir for joining us. And those of you that didn't join us in the chat room, but we know you're listening. We see the numbers there. We appreciate all of you. Thank you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Talk to you next week on another edition of the Landry Football Podcast. Have a great one, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.